Welcome to Missouri Farm Bureau's podcast, Digging In. I'm Garrett Hawkins, and I am thrilled to be joined this week by uh, our broadband guru, uh, Mr. B.J. Tanksley, who served uh, all of you and us here at Missouri Farm Bureau for, for a number of time as regional coordinator and most recently as our state lobbyist. You know, it's kind of fun. We're, you know, BJ and I have known each other a long time, and today uh, BJ came full circle and briefing our state resolutions committee as we begin our policy development process, and he had the chance to brief the committee on all things broadband. So, so BJ, welcome back to, to Farm Bureau. I have to compliment you. In six months' time, you have learned how to speak government. <laughs> and, and, and I don't know if that's a compliment or not, but I, I am thrilled to be here. Um, I, I got accused of alphabet souping the other day uh, with a lot of acronyms. There's a lot going on, um, and you have to try to abbreviate it as much as possible, but thrilled to be here. Um, you're right. It was a it was a surreal moment to stand in front of the Resolutions Committee, which is such a vital part of what Farm Bureau does. Um, and this organization was foundational for me and has been, honestly, for the broadband conversation. From the beginning, um, that's been the fun part about taking my new role as director of the Office of Broadband. Um, that we really, we were a part of that. There wasn't an Office of Broadband before you were here at that time still already, um, and really saying, hey, we need a focus on this issue. And luckily for all of us in the state, this issue has really come to a forefront where we're on the, you know, we're on the stepping off point of huge opportunities. Um, you know, just a few years ago, we were asking for $5 million. Um, That's right. <laughs> and we received a um, an NTIA award in February for $42 million, and not very many people even noticed. You know, that was huge. It just gives you some perspective. We're really getting ready to step off onto a point of deploying about $265 million in um, broadband infrastructure funding. And then we're going to deploy IIJA Act funding a few years later, and we're going to really have a major step where it's hard to look back and just say two years ago we were asking for $5 million. But the truth is the gap is huge in the state of Missouri. There's a lot of work to be done. As you know, Farm Bureau members, a lot of them living in rural areas, lack access, and we're going to work hard to make sure we put together programming uh, that fixes a lot of that problem. Okay, so takeaway from this morning and even sitting in the studio with you uh the smile on your face is huge uh you are living it every day you know talk a little bit about what it was like you know again you know farm bureau well you know our members you've traveled the state you know the need and so you know your predecessor tim arbiter took what was a concept by Farm Bureau Department of Ag, University of Missouri, saying, hey, we really need a central hub. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know, Tim carried that first torch, and now you are here at a very pivotal time, which you're right, $5 million at one time was a lot because yeah. we started from nothing. Yeah. And now you see this flood of money coming in. What has it been like in your first six months with, with everything coming your way with what is still a relatively new office? Yeah. We're extreme. I am extremely lucky, and I don't ever. I try not to take any credit for where we are. Tim did a fantastic job. He knew that he was soon transitioning to a different position, and he really set us up for success. the The Parson administration across the Department of Economic Development and Tim helping to set that stage really laid out a roadmap for how do we do ARPA funding. And then that to set us up for success into the future. They did a fantastic job. I mean, I stepped into a place that was 
you know, really ready for for growth. Um, the truth is they had an organizational chart ready to fill in positions. And I've been able to jump in and help that process, continue that process. But Tim really did a great job laying the groundwork for it. Um, and it is exciting. I, I smile a lot. The days are, the days move quickly. Um, there are no uh, long days, that's for sure, as far as they feel long. Uh, because there's a lot of work to be done, but it's an exciting time. You know, we're adding, um, we've added staff just this week. Uh, we're now up to about a team of about five people by the time August gets here, and we will probably hire three more between now and then. So, I mean, going from an office of one person to an office of about eight, and we'll finish around 12, um, and really excited about that. We and we have to do that. That sounds a little self-serving when you talk about adding staff and building a team, but it's really in order to do this in a smart fashion, we have to have team members to make sure we are. This is a large amount of funding, but with that comes a lot of responsibility. In order to do this correctly, it's gonna take multiple people overseeing projects, making sure reimbursements are done correctly, making sure that the tax dollars are spent smart, not just out. That's, that's a big piece of it. I'm curious, we talk a lot about labor market. How are you going about recruiting the talent that's needed yeah. for the office? That's a really good point. Um, the Department of Economic Development does have a workforce development wing, and they are working with community colleges, and a piece of that effort is going to be to train up additional fiber workers. Um, one of the first conversations I had with our rural electric cooperatives and a lot of our other providers, I said, hey, where are you on labor? Many of them said they're okay now. But when these projects come, they will. So when you look a year down the road, they're going to need additional staff. Um, and so we're working across that spectrum. It's not necessarily my office, but in support of to make sure that we're training up people to be able to do these jobs. Because uh, you're right. The demand for you know, people that can do this type of deployment is going to be huge over the next five years. The good thing is there's been enough conversation about it that inside our office we're ready to, and hopefully in the private market, people are gearing up to be ready. A lot going on. You've mm -hmm. thrown out a lot of acronyms <laughs> in terms of federal dollars and obviously the the Parson administration's plan that was put forth, really, the governor announced last summer at yeah. the state fair, yeah. right, at the Farm Bureau building, and then to see a huge portion of that coming to fruition through mm -hmm. this session. Uh, what should be on the minds of our members? What should they be looking out for in yeah. the weeks and months ahead? That's a great point. I remember at the State Fair, the governor was coming, and we had rumor that it was going to be a, quote, big announcement, and nobody knew exactly how big. And we, when we heard $400 million, I mean, that, was a, that blew you out of the water. I mean, that was huge and a great opportunity, and we were super happy about it and still are. We were lucky through the legislative process. We held about $300 million of that. And really, um, some of the digital literacy part of the funding didn't make it through the process. But it will allow our office to focus on the infrastructure pieces. And so what people will see... Right now, uh, we have draft guidelines for our infrastructure program are posted on the DED website. They are open for public comment until June 15th um, in order to finish those up in time to start taking applications uh, for providers across the state to start asking for some of these funding to support deployments across the state. 
and so we will start taking those applications July 15th with the intention of having um, awards announced in November. It, it takes a while to go through the process and then make sure that we're not overbuilding, that we're using this money smart in a smart fashion and trying to do it fast, but also making sure we're doing it in an accountable fashion. Um, so what people should be on the lookout for is providers interested in bringing service uh, and also local governments asking where service is available, where it's not, and where those gaps are that need to be filled. Um, we want public input in this process, in the ARPA-funded process coming from our office. Uh, we want public input. One of the things that will be scorable is if a project has local support. So if you have providers in your area, Ask them to, you know, take advantage of this opportunity and then follow up by supporting and letting our office know this project will be important to you because that's going to be important to us knowing that it's not only service, but it's service that the locals support. Um, one of the things I pointed out to the resolutions committee is that the um, – Local governments, both county and municipal governments, received ARPA funds as well. Some of those have been spent, but a large amount of them haven't. We would like to incentivize those local governments getting involved in these projects as well. What that does to us is it shows local support for that happening in that area. It means it's important to the county. It means it's important to the community. And so we are actually going to give bonus points for those projects who receive those in order to make sure we're getting those done. Um, and we're going to try to fund projects that have that local support. So be out there, be active. Reach If you don't have service, reach out to your local provider and see if this is an opportunity to get it done. The good news is, is that this is just the beginning. ARPA funding is just the beginning of what will be several years of a lot of activity of really trying to increase access across the state. Okay, so I really want to emphasize a point that you made. You think back, for those of you that were at December annual meeting, Sunday afternoon we did a breakout session to essentially plant the seed that our members, by the nature of who they are and their involvement in their communities and counties, mm -hmm. need to pull a seat up to the table with their county commissioners and local mayors to, to advocate for what are the needs. Mm -hmm. Drinking water, wastewater, broadband. Absolutely. And, and what I'm hearing from you is, is that that door continues to be open, mm -hmm. right? A yeah. And it's as important as ever that Farm Bureau members and others speak up about this critical mm -hmm. piece of infrastructure. A hundred percent. We want that local input. Your local governments want that input. Um, but we're going to measure for it when we're choosing one project over another. Um, we will be you know, measuring for that. So please be involved. Let your voice be heard. Um, we don't want to support, we don't want to be funding projects that the locals don't support because then they're not going to get adopted. The end goal of this isn't just to deploy money and fiber, it's to increase access and adoption and allow people to thrive across the state of Missouri. Um, that's the end goal. So we have to look at it from that whole universe, and that's why we want people involved in the conversation. Okay, I'm going to throw a little curveball at you. Love uh, it. A piece that was also in uh, the legislature's. I guess, final package, mm -hmm. cell phone towers. Yes. So I'm going to write a yeah. commentary uh, about bringing back the bag phone because I can tell you <laughs> I am so frustrated. I and I hear it from my fellow members when mm -hmm. we travel the state that cell service isn't quite as good as it once was in yeah. some places because of movement to 5G, et cetera. Mm -hmm. What are you learning in your new role oh, about cell service? A lot. Um, we are actually, you will see our office start to promote a 
a report that was done on the state of Missouri. It was a study, and they studied broadband and availability, but then also studied cell phone coverage. Um, and what we know is in changing technology also changed the tower priorities of the provider community. Um, they needed increased capacity in, in large volume areas and places like that. And so they were you know, they were going in that direction. The good news is the legislature did fund $20 million in a cell tower program. Now, what we're going to do with that starting this fall, once we get the broadband piece rolling, we will start this fall on a program to incentivize rebuilding, refurbishment, or building new cell towers. We know there's areas of the state. As a regional coordinator, not all that long ago, I drove a lot of miles with zero coverage. And it relates to our office because if you don't have that, you have nothing. I mean, if you you don't have cell service, you have literally nothing. And so that's where the connection is. And we're going to try to do this across the state. And we're going to do it with the same philosophy that we do with the broadband thing, meaning let's bring services to areas that have none of it. I've been in conversations with a lot of the cell providers and the tower owners. Um, We're going to have to work it. We're going to have to make sure it's a product that works for them because, you know, these things are costly deployments. They also have to have other services. They have to have energy. They have to have access, meaning road access, and they have to have typically a fiber Fiber, line coming to them. And that's where there's a good overlap in that. And we're going to be able to help fund the fiber line and the tower and and try to get some of this. Um, I don't want to come in here and say, hey, we solve all the world's problems because nobody wants to be accused of that. Uh, But we do think we'll be able to make some impact. So that's our goal. Well, until you move the needle, I'm going to start using the hashtag bring back the bag phone. There you go. (laughs) I like it. You know, it's it's true, though. And and it's it's I was talking to some folks from the 911 group or that works with the 911 issues. And they said, you know, the largest percent of their calls come from cell phones. And that, you know, is glaring when you say, well, some of our people don't have access to that, you know, and it's it's funny and it's frustrating when we need to do work or it's personal, but when it's vital, we have to make sure we have it available. So we're going to do all we can. Well, we thank you. You know, you you think about Farm Bureau policy, you know, through the years that our members have adopted. We have quite a bit of policy on cell phone coverage and Mm -hmm. interoperability among towers, uh, a lot of our broadband policy. Then I look at the American Farm Bureau policy book. And those policies are our policies. Like our members have really been at the forefront on discussing and trying to push for solutions in the telecommunications Mm -hmm. arena. And that's got to be helpful to you, I would think, in this role. Yeah, especially uh, on the broadband front. But but weigh into that when that conversation comes to, you know, we we try to be very open about where we are and what we're doing. We're doing monthly webcast at the end of every month. People can go to the Department of Economic Development's website and sign up to attend those. Those are open to the public because we want people to know what we're doing. But also, we're learning as we go, too, and don't want to say we have all the answers. Let us know what we need to be taking into account through our public comment processes, through personal conversations. Weigh in with us. Um, the power of Farm Bureau is people are involved. I always love that, still do, um, and we, we want to make sure we leverage that to the best of our ability. And you know, the experiences you have will be what proves where these things need to happen, whether it's the broadband program or the cell tower program. So I'd love to put you on the spot because I know the department will be developing its priorities already for next session. I see the big grin on your face. It's I mean, crazy. It it's rolls just, quickly. You know, honestly, I try to figure out, like, what more can you ask for yeah. at this point? Because you have a lot on your plate to, to develop and get out the door. But yeah. what do you see down the horizon, BJ? Yeah, the biggest thing is our office, while 
executing the ARPA-funded programming is going to be, um, well, actually, in July, we'll be pulling down funding from the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act, which passed last year. We will be pulling down fund planning funding for those programs. And so we will be, you know, partaking in a massive effort to visit around the state to talk about access issues, but also to talk about digital equity. And that is really when you focus on digital literacy skills, affordability issues. You know, it doesn't matter if it comes down your street if you can't afford it. And I was just talking to a Farm Bureau member who was, you know, it was great that they now had access, but they were being charged over $250 a month. In my book, that's not affordable. And to a lot of people, that wouldn't even be access at all. It might as well not be there. And so we're going to be able to work on issues of access and the equity side of the conversation through that IIJA opportunities. And that's going to bring another large investment to the state of Missouri and a great opportunity and an opportunity for Farm Bureau members to really engage in that process. Uh, you will see us this late summer, early fall, start kicking off the plans for that for that effort um, where we're going to, you know, engage locally. Um, it probably won't be in every county because there's 114 of them and we have to do this in about 270 days. Uh, but we're going to be partaking in a major effort, measuring what's out there, visiting with locals about the challenges they see um, and where we can bring um, a really, you know, life-changing investment to the state of Missouri. A lot going on. Yes. Anything you want to impart on our members as we not only think about this issue, but as we begin policy development for the year? It's a process that you have watched and, and assisted with closely. Mm -hmm. You've been a part of now open hearing from this side as a government official. Any parting words? The biggest thing is, is from my perspective, is the continued engagement. It really is. Is we right now have public comment out for our broadband infrastructure program. That's going to wrap up June 15th. So you got uh, just a couple, about a week left in that process. Weigh in with us. Let us know. You know, um, it's one of those things we visited with a group the other day, and I said, we've been staring at these guidelines for two months now. But after you've stared at them that long, it doesn't mean you haven't missed something yeah. or haven't considered something. So I really value that input. Do that for this. Do it for the cell tower program and fully engage in that next planning process that we do. Um, I've always really valued, obviously, I was a part of that conversation. But the standards that Farm Bureau was on, and I really say this, I say it to a lot of people, when I was here, not that long ago, we were talking about let's do as much as we can for as many people as we can and let's do it smart, meaning let's not have to go back and do it again. That was kind of the standards we set when we talked about um, smart investment. And those are really the same standards I bring to the office and that kind of philosophy of let's reach as many people as we can with quality service so we're not having to go back again, and let's make sure we do it in a smart way. So continue that conversation. Uh, when there's places we're going in the wrong direction, uh, get our attention, let us know, um, and we're going to do all we can. Like I said, I don't want to come in here and say we're going to fix all the world's problems, but we would like to bring access to a whole lot of Missourians, um, and I think we're going to have opportunities to really help with that effort. Fantastic. You're smiling again, which is great. You've had a smile the entire time. Folks, a reminder, talk to your county commissioners. Talk to your mayors. Engage in your counties and communities. It's mm -hmm. not too late to, to pull a seat up to the table. Yeah, there's a ton going on, and there will be more just over the next year. So really opportunities here. Um, you know, It's being labeled as the Internet for All. 
Um, and, and we're going to be really charged with bringing it to as many people as we can. So be a part of that. Um, those who speak out will be the first ones to you know be a part of the conversation. Well, as we wrap up this edition of Digging In, I have to say, you know, I'm, I'm thrilled that I kept you from lobbing any questions back at me. Uh, <laughs> you did, you know, as he came into the studio, he was really flying high, having just seen Top Gun Maverick. Any movie <laughs> plug that you want to make to folks as we wrap this up, BJ? <laughs> It was a great time. Um, I will say, so my kids are away at camp, and so it was our date night. And somehow my wife was convinced that it was her idea to go see the Top Gun movie, even though it was a thrill for me. Um, it's the first movie maybe ever that I've said, I'm going to go back and see that again. Uh, so, yeah, it was great. Well, there you've heard it. You've heard it from Missouri's broadband man. <laughs> go see Top Gun <laughs> Maverick. I don't know if there'll be any royalties there for you, BJ. I but. doubt it, uh, but I haven't heard a bad review yet. No, I really appreciate it. Garrett, it's been so good. Um, obviously, we still keep in touch, but um, Farm Bureau really has a huge seat at this table, um, has always been impactful in this conversation, and don't take that lightly. Um, it also comes with you know a level of responsibility to continue that, and that's really because of the members um, all the way from you know leaders across the state who've said, hey, this is an issue we'd like to see addressed. Luckily, we're having some opportunities, um, but be with us through this process and make sure we do it in a smart way, too. All right. We'll end there. Thanks for tuning in to Digging In. BJ, thanks for coming back to the Farm Bureau building. You're welcome anytime. Keep on connecting Missouri. Look forward to uh, interacting with you all again soon. Take care. Thanks a lot.